We are on. Hello, Facebook. It's Thursday. We do this every Thursday after we record our regular podcast. We are here in the uh, Vox home office, really the Vox International World Headquarters, to be honest. And uh, we're taking questions and not that we have um, particularly great answers, but we just think there, there's value in the questions being asked and we'll take a stab at some stuff. Andy, the internet is a, is a buzz with the sound of music this week. Yes, it is. Um, we, we have, you know, we have, um, we have uh, some sort of chemical warfare going on in Syria. We've got trade issues with China. We've got all sorts of problems. But 15 years ago or whatever it was, um, our vice president, we discovered to our horror, um, has a boundary about never having uh, dinner alone with a woman. Yeah, <laughs> and the internet has been aflame in response, and so how can we let the internet have all the fun? Uh, so we got a question that was something like, uh, "What's your take on the Mike Pence Billy Graham rule?" And uh, and I got a hot take, ladies and gentlemen. I got a hot Ooh. take, but, but just to give us, just to give us, I did some research. Uh, my crack research team on Wikipedia. Um, no, there was uh, Karen Pence. Um, she spoke recently. Um, said her husband has established, they've established some basic boundaries, include a policy that neither will go out to eat alone with a member of the opposite sex. In 2002, Mike Pence told The Hill, which is a publication, right, Andy? Yes. Um, that he never eats alone with a woman other than his wife, that he won't attend events featuring alcohol without her by his side either. Now, now this was the actual quote. I was able to find the actual quote where he said this. Um, if He says, if there's alcohol being served and people are being loose... I want to have the best-looking brunette in the room standing next to me, which you know sounds a little different than yes how, how it was reported. But this is, as many of you know, uh, a uh, a reflection of something called the Billy Graham rule, which uh, Billy Graham uh, was quite a looker in his younger days, and um, in uh, he, he was experiencing incredible success and, and shocking. There were Christians of his day that were falling into um, sexual sin and money. Uh, and greed and and power and you know all sorts of temptations and so he he and his uh, comrades kind of came up with a set of guidelines about how they were going to do financial integrity moral purity avoiding the appearance of evil I mean you know basic basic sort of like stay out of trouble sure and one of his very famous ones was to never be alone with an, with another woman besides his wife mm-hmm. I think that was how it was was worded and um, and so it's been interesting to now watch. The you know on the one hand we we rightly critical of the social conservatives who, you know, speak uh, f- uh, for in, on behalf of the family and godly marriage, and then we find out they're you know having an affair, or, right? You know whatever. Um, but but it's been interesting to watch somebody who's fighting for his marriage <laughs> get get totally flamed uh, for the way in which he's doing it. So uh, we have loads of issues here. We thought would be interested, you know, just to kind of take a, a bit of time. Um, we have generational issues, right? I mean, so Mike Pence is how old? Probably 60s? Yeah. 60s, 70s? Looks um, it. Uh, looks it. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and, and then you have uh, Xers and millennials who were raised in a completely different work environment, right? If yeah. When Mike Pence was young, women were not common in the workplace, certainly not as equal, certainly not as bosses. Um, and, uh, so there's a generational issue there where I think millennials, even more than, than Xers are, you know, just accustomed to totally egalitarian workplaces. Uh, there are also issues, obviously gender issues, um, 
male-female issues all over the place. And then you've got this follower of Jesus internal conversation versus non-follower of Jesus. This sounds nuts. Yes, totally. So, so you know, if you have this rule, is it wise to announce it? I, I, I don't really know. But so I've got, I've got two, two lines of thinking on this. And again, not that anyone has asked except, you know, one person. But here you go. On the one hand, um, can we really be furious at a couple who, who have been in politics and now live in a city that is known for rampant infidelity? Uh, can we really be furious that a couple like that is actually fighting for the integrity and purity of their marriage? I mean, it is a bit indicting of us. To, to see that as such prude prudishness um why you know it, to fight for someone's marriage to honor their vows I mean that seems like it's an honorable thing I mean how many of us truly have been damaged by pastors leaders parents who have fallen into sexual sin um you know power uh, games to greed I mm. mean you're just like okay I mean it does seem honorable to try to fight uh, for your right to party and to fight for the purity of your marriage. And uh, and, and I'm not surprised that people think it's nuts. I mean, I, I don't, we've talked a lot about pornography uh, and my personal struggles with it. And, and I, so I don't have Safari on my phone and I'm out as a chaplain with with police guys a while back and um, and they were like, hey, can you look this up? And I'm like, ah, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't have Safari on my phone. And they're like, hmm. Why do you not have Safari on your phone? And I'm like, well, because it can take me some places I don't want to go. Right. And they thought I was nuts. I mean, they just, we spent three hours talking about porn and, and, and I mean, because it was just like, who does that? Right. right. I mean, so, so of course, they're going to be parts of, of how we decide to follow our, our Jesus that, that people are going to look at and just think are ridiculous. I mean, that was true in the first century and it's certainly true now. So I'm not shocked. Uh, that people think any boundaries, uh, particularly something like this, are just crazy. And, and I also think people need to be reminded that there are certain things that just are true. I mean, number one, marriage is hard work. <laughs> um, it, it, every marriage will come to the place where you think, oh, I, I think I married the wrong person, right? I, I, I think I've made a mistake here. And because now through social media, uh, other options are so prevalent and so available you know, I mean, how many pastors were were found on Ashley Madison, you know, looking for affairs, right? I yeah. mean, you just kind of, you're, you're like, it's so um, ubiquitous uh, is the word I'm looking for that, that you know, that, that combine that with how difficult marriage is. Well, it's not shocking uh, that because marriage is hard work, adultery is a real option. And very rarely, I mean, maybe with the exception of like Ashley Madison or, or prostitution or something, very rarely do affairs start with uh, outright sexual advances. Yeah. You know, most often uh, they start with, I mean, no one wakes up and says, hey, I'm going to have an affair today. I mean, most people start with friendship, um, a, a bit of innocent flirtation, a hug that's a little longer than normal, inappropriate thoughts or feelings, right? And and you find yourself walking by that desk or mm. looking forward to that email or whatever. And, you know, of course, mm. there's nothing happening, but there is something happening. And so, so marriage is hard work. Adultery is a real thing and it does massive damage. People do get falsely accused. So, so the idea that you want to protect yourself from false accusations, that's not, that's not far-fetched. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> to have 
to actually have a relationship called a marriage, uh, there has to be some sort of boundaries. Not every, never, not marriage by its own definition um, means there's exclusivity, that, that there's, there's, there's access between a husband, a wife, a husband, a husband, or whatever, whoever's married, that, that other people don't have. Yeah. So by definition, to be married is to have boundaries. It's not everything, you know, it's not, they're not permeable. Mm-hmm. Now, so, so I, I'm totally, totally sympathetic to a guy who wants to fight for his marriage in a culture, the political culture, where people are, use sexuality as a means of getting ahead, getting their way, of influence, of leverage. Man, okay, beautiful. And I don't see this as a matter of disrespecting women. I, th- I see this as a matter of respecting my wife in the sense of there have been times when I've been engaging like over text or email or in person with somebody my wife just gets the heebies about. Mm-hmm. And it's not the person, it's just the dynamic. And, and there are times when she'll just be like, hey, I'm really not comfortable with, with this. And out of respect for her, I knock that, I knock that off. Right. So, so to me, it's a respect issue now. So that's on the one hand. So I'm totally sympathetic to people who are like, what is the freaking big deal about this? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, personal convictions can harm other people. And I think this, this is an example of one that can. And here's what I mean. It, it, it seems very clear that if men are not willing to have um, sit-downs with women or meals with women, that women are then excluded from all sorts of things. They don't have the same access men can have. Men can go do anything, but women now, you have to make special yeah. you know, dispensations for them. Um, they're at a, they're at a disadvantage, um, relationally because of, so, you know, coworkers go out to lunch or you go to a bar or whatever. I mean, you, you, yes, if it's a group, you're fine, but you know, if it's you and a guy traveling, you're on a sales call and you're going to stop for lunch and well, we need to sit outside with the car doors (laughs) open. I mean, it just seems like that puts women at a disadvantage in the workplace. Somebody wrote, and I love this quote. She said, if I refuse to be alone with men, I would have a hard time keeping a job. Uh, the men can have decade-long careers without women, uh, but women cannot have decade-long careers without men. Mm. And um, it, it seems undeniable that business relationships um, and friendships grow over meals. And it, so it would unfairly hurt women to not include them. And not only that, um, it, it seems that um, if there are always accommodations that have to be made at some point, you're just sick of making those accommodations and it's just easier to sit down with another guy and plow through something. And yeah. So I think there's a very legitimate case for, for women to make Christian or non to say, Hey, this, this kind of rule really ostracizes. It can ostracize us. I, I think also there's a shaming component. You know, there's, it's kind of, it feels like a remnant of old medieval theology that started with Augustine, but, but but was certainly embraced by many of the the monk communities in the in the Middle Ages, where women were just considered the source of temptation. That's what they that's what they were. Women right. equaled temptation, and so if 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 you're a guy and you can't have a meal alone with a woman, 
you've just turned something non-sexual into a sexual thing. Right. You've actually right. sexualized. The premise is now, yeah. Right, the premise is well, we got to avoid this. So it's fascinating that by trying to avoid sexually compromising situations in, in regards to this rule, you actually sexualize the relationships by you're doing something, you know, that is like a little off limits. Right. So so you have, and, 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 and somebody I, I thought just said, you know, from a Christian perspective, um, women don't feel trusted if a car has to be open, if windows have to be on the doors, if a man never feels safe being alone with a woman. It just says they're they're not equal image bearers. Um, and one one gal wrote, uh, I can live in a Muslim nation. I can figure out how to get around in a country where I don't speak one word. Live in close proximity to my single male missionary peels uh, peers, excuse me, or peels. Yet I can't be trusted to hold my own at a lunch meeting with a man. In other words, she does all this incredible stuff overseas, and then she's back here, and it's like, really, we can't have lunch together? Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it just that it just doesn't God intended Genesis, the work of Genesis one was to be carried by male and female in partnership. And so to rob that by having this this kind of arbitrary rule, and I'm not bagging on the rule. Uh, I've, obviously, I'm sympathetic to people who say, hey, this is a good, honorable thing. Um, what I'm begging on are the consequences of carrying a rule like this publicly. Mm-hmm. Because there, do, there does seem to be a shaming that would take place, right? If, if, if a woman said, hey, um, men are known to rape women they know, so I will not have a meeting alone with you because you could rape me. Yeah. Now, again, that's a very extreme example, and that's not what Pence is saying, and I right. get it. But you'd still go, eh, right? There's something a little off there. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, so, and 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 as we've said, I mean, you you can sexualize things that aren't that aren't sexual in nature. Um, it, it, I think this continues to see women. It, it continues to see women as sexualized and objectified beings. I think in evidence, the evidence that a rule like this is needed shows how sexualized men have become towards just any gender relationships. Yeah. And the right answer to abuse isn't ignoring or avoiding its right use. Hmm. It's the fact that there need to be good examples of male, female, um, honoring relationships. Right. Right. It's like drinking. I mean, people say, why do you drink beer in front of your children? I'm like, because I want them to see that um, that though it can be misused, it can also be used rightly. Yeah. And I don't want them to be afraid of it. I don't want them to wonder about it. I want them to see it used well. Yeah. So the, if if we all followed the Billy Graham rule, you would never see instances where I have a deep reverence for my wife and a love for her, and I can have wonderful working partnerships and relationships with people, and not sexualize those things to the point where I feel like I have to avoid them. Yeah. And. If the goal is to be like Jesus, Jesus, he really had this incredible view of women, yeah. right? They were they were supporting his ministry. He meets alone with this woman at the well, scandalous women. I mean, you know, and we've even seen that in our church community where women who have not been able to form non-sexual attachments are forming non-sexual attachments because men are mm-hmm. regarding them as sisters, right. right? And as partners and as equals. And so I just feel like, dang, there's so, so much. So... I was going to say, so I've seen the example of Jesus at the well pop up a couple times, like as a way of being like, well, look, he was alone with the woman at the well. Now, right. the argument there is, I was like, well, yeah, but it, as far as we know, Jesus was single. So it's kind of, but, but obviously, but, but, it, no, no, no. but he didn't have an agenda to. But but so often this is about the appearance of evil. Jesus, he 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 appeared 
engaging in evil. When his disciples show up, remember, it's the kind of woman. She's Samaritan, but yep. she's also an immoral woman because she's had five husbands okay. and she's at the well in the middle of the day avoiding right. other women. Right. So the scandal would have been that not only that Jesus was alone with a woman, but he was alone with an immoral woman. Right. So the, the joke is if you find Billy Graham at the, at the Playboy Mansion... Yeah. Right. You're just going to have some questions about that. Right. So if part of the argument for this is I want to avoid the appearance of evil, Jesus didn't always do that. Yes. Okay, great. Yep. But here's the biggest knock I have on the rule. Okay. Are you ready? Drop it. Uh, I'm going to drop it like it's hot. <laughs> um, the biggest knock I have on it is it doesn't it doesn't touch the, the root issue. Jesus, when he talked about adultery, linked it to lust. Mm -hmm. And so I can sit in a room full of many people and cherish adultery in my heart, right? I, I, I can, I mean, I can be boasting about the fact that I've never had a meal alone with a woman and be committing adultery in my mind all the time. Mm -hmm. So for, for Jesus, the goal isn't to live by these external rules. The goal is to become the kind of person who is safe no matter how what kind of woman or what kind of man they're around. And, and so a rule like this could help for a season, but literally if that's, if, if that's what's driving and keeping you pure, we've got bigger issues. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, okay, I think those boundaries are great. I, I think there should be more common sense and more flex. Um, and it's going to look differently for every individual couple. And I think, uh, a buddy of mine wrote a book called Close Calls, and it was about couples that almost had adultery, almost had affairs. Yeah. And and there's usually a type of person. Because of the difficulty in your marriage, There's you'll be drawn to a certain type of person. And I think there's great wisdom in identifying that type and having other people around you to say, okay, that's a person that, <laughs> you know, that's a person I need to be careful around. Yeah. But that's not every woman or that's not every man. Right. Right. There's right. certain dynamics, certain situations. Um, and, and the point is you can you can not have meals with them and still commit adultery. You cannot have meals with them and still sexualize and objectify them. You cannot have meals with them and still fall into the adultery of the heart that Jesus talks about, which is where adultery, actual adultery begins. Mm -hmm. So while I think there is much to be treasured about honoring and protecting your marriage. Absolutely. There's no question. We can't de-emphasize that enough. I mean, how many of our personal lives have been ruined because of affairs? Yeah. Right? Mine. I've just, there's one. Um, while while uh, we cannot delegitimize that and the principles that kind of sit behind disciples of Jesus wanting to remain pure and faithful in a world that gives permission to not, mm -hmm. the execution of this and its public announcement seem to be foolhardy. And it seems to it seems to uh, not give the law of love, of love of neighbor, uh, equal due. Mm -hmm. And so my encouragement would be, yes, okay, to to do the harder work, to not live by a rule like this, but to do the harder work of becoming the kind of person that isn't ruled by lust, yeah. to become the kind of person that isn't ruled by um, sexual se the sexualization sexual sexualization of the opposite <laughs> sex or whatever. Yeah. Right. And, yep. and that, and now a rule like that may be right for a time, like for porn, for me, I want to be the kind of person that could be presented with it and just goes, no, thanks. Right. But to become that kind of person, I have to push it away. So there, there could be time for this, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I don't know that I'd ever go around saying, Hey, this is kind of what I'm doing in a, in a position where you're working with women all the time. Right. I just think that can't help, but have unintended consequences. Right. 
So yeah. that's what I got, Andy. Okay. That's what I got. That's great. Great thoughts. Great so, notes. Well, we'll see. Facebook Live, um, we love you. And I think it's so fun that we get to do this. And um, yeah. and so Andy um, is going to put this on the podcast stream as well, correct? Yep. And it will be archived there um, as well at, uh, at at our Facebook page, which is the what page? The Vox Podcast page? Yeah, just okay. voxpodcast.com. Boom. Or on SoundCloud. Boom. Or watch it again live here on Facebook. Yes. Yes. We have a face. We have a face we have for a Facebook. Face for our Facebook. All right. So, men and women, have a great day. I don't know what prompted you to watch this, but you're stuck. You're stuck. You can't. You can't get this out of your mind now. Nope. All right. See you later. Bye.